Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to me. Not really. It was my 40th back in January, which I'm sure I mentioned on the podcast. But today, it's kind of my birthday again, because the Self-Sabotage to Success podcast is one year old tomorrow. And to celebrate, let's talk about all things self-reflection. self-sabotage to success podcast dropping every Wednesday into your podcast platform of choice and I am your host Lucy Orton. I'm the anti-self-sabotage coach and a success and transformation expert. I love all things positive psychology and I work with female purpose-led entrepreneurs to transform them from self-sabotaging, procrastinating, imposter syndrome feeling, but very, very talented business owners into the most empowered CEOs who recognize and own that talent and who move away from their self-sabotage into self-belief, which is rock solid, confidence, which is supercharged, and as a very happy byproduct into amazing business success. The Self-Sabotage to Success podcast was created to help women just like you step into your awesome because your voice is needed more than ever in this world that we live in. I am extremely thankful to have you here and if you enjoy this episode and the rest of the Self-Sabotage to Success back catalogue, then I'd love to hear from you. You can book a Self-Sabotage breakthrough call using the link bit.ly forward slash booking Lucy, which is also in the show notes. And if you got value from today's episode, you can also help the positive messages of this podcast reach even more purpose-led female entrepreneurs by leaving me a five-star rating or even better, a review on Apple Podcasts. I am so touched by every review and every message I receive. So thank you very much for doing so and for listening. Enjoy this week's show and I am championing you and your purpose-led business always. Hello, 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 and an even bigger thank you and an even warmer welcome to you than usual for tuning into this week's episode because tomorrow, the 30th of September 2021, marks the one year anniversary or the very first birthday of self-sabotage to success. So I'm even more grateful than usual for all of you listeners tuning in. And that means those of you who have been here since the very first episode a year ago, as well as those of you who have joined the listenership more recently, and I welcome you if this is your first episode too. Thank you so much. And you know, I still can't really get over it. I can't believe it that I have a podcast, I'm still getting used to that, and that's a year old, which is weird because it's now such a big part of my life that it feels like it's been around for a while too, so it's one of those bendy time situations. So thank you more than ever for listening in, and thank you for those who've left any wonderful reviews or lovely comments for me on social media. So let's get on with today's show, which is this week, very relevantly, about reflection. And this is something that I definitely recommend in a positive way embarking on. And we'll talk about that later because when we can remember to reflect positively and constructively, when we can take stock and take time to notice and reflect on where things are going well in our lives, and when we can do this 
pragmatically and also tackle and think about those areas of growth and areas of improvement. We can have a really good gauge on how we're doing. And in doing that, we don't let amazing successes pass us by. We actually, when we reflect, end up creating more new, bigger goals and really pushing ourselves forward as long as we also notice how far we've come to this point. So in today's episode, I'm going to be talking to you about how you can use those powers of self-reflection as a brilliant tool as purpose-led entrepreneurs. And you know what it is to self-reflect? Well, it's a part of being human. And like all things to do with our mindset, to do with our cognition, to do with our thinking, it can be a force for good or a force for ill. And I'm going to be talking in this episode about how you can use it to help you, use it in a way that will boost your success. And I don't mean, by the way, that I'm talking about doing any toxic positivity. If any of you have listened to that episode before, then you'll know that I'm not about toxic positivity. I'm about realism and pragmatism and evidence and being honest with yourself. But I'm also about being kind to yourself, being generous, looking for the examples, the achievements and the brilliance of what it is you have done and in a kind, friendly, championing way, looking for ways you can move the dial, move yourself forward and really push on with your goals and your life and your business. So I'll also be looking at some of the pitfalls of how self-reflection can go wrong, how it can create issues for us when we self-reflect in a way that is not so helpful. And self-reflection is part of a wider cognitive theory about self-awareness. And when self-awareness is used with intention, it can also be such a superpower. Self-awareness can help you improve your decision-making processes. It can help you be kinder, and that's proven by the research, because it can really increase your empathy levels. And in addition, it's proven that when we have increased self-awareness and therefore self-reflection, which is part of that, it can really help us think under pressure. And it can give us an increased awareness of our own thinking, it's very meta, and the ways in which we can get that brain of ours to work for us rather than against us. So there was a really interesting article on self-awareness more widely in The New Scientist back in May. And one of the things that was really interesting was it said how when we have a high level of self-awareness, it means two things. It means we're good at noticing where we are right and where we are wrong. Because actually, it's okay to recognize areas of growth, areas where we need to do better, areas where we might be lacking in confidence, as long as we do that for pragmatic and evidence-based reasons. And I really like this thought because it backs up a lot of what I talk about with my clients. If you're lacking confidence, something to do with your business, but you're lacking it for pragmatic reasons or for reasons where you think, well, I've never done it before, I need to learn more, then you know, I will allow you to lack confidence. I'm not going to expect my clients to always feel confidence in every single way and every single occasion and situation. If you can give me some solid reasons and that 
those reasons are not to do with mindset gremlins that so they are practical or they are something where you can build or delegate or there's some strong evidence that you can show me about why you're not confident in an area so for example if you find public speaking really difficult because the last time you public spoke was years ago or it was to a small number of people not a hundred people or when you were at school accepting some kind of award then that's rational and we can work on that and actually it shows good evidence in your brain you know there's a reason why you're not super confident at that you haven't flexed that muscle so we can then think about ways in which we can pragmatically build that confidence up and do it in a very strategic way but if you're looking at something and creating reasons or creating thought processes and narratives around why you shouldn't have confidence in certain areas then that's really different that's when those mindset gremlins come in, that overthinking, that fear of getting something wrong, and that perfectionism that says, oh, I can only really do XYZ role or create XYZ business or product if I've already got these skills. And it's just going to take too long and I can't make it. I can't get there. I'm not enough. It's too hard. Then that's when we need to really approach that self-reflection in a reflective way. We need to check in at all times with what our mind is doing and check that we are being that force for good, that force for ourselves and for our businesses and for the goals that we want to work towards. Because I'm often asked what my definition of self-sabotage is when I'm on other podcasts and I'm being introduced at speaking events. And it really is as simple as when we go against what it is we really want, what it is we're working towards or dreaming of, what those goals are, and we are sabotaging them. We're sabotaging our hopes for ourselves and our future by allowing those mindset gremlins to take over. And if any of this is resonating with you and you would like to book one of my limited spots for October to work together, you can click on the link in the show notes or you can go to bit.ly forward slash booking Lucy and get onto a self-sabotage breakthrough call because I would absolutely love to get into the nitty-gritty of it with you and work out what it is that is really holding you back and how we can push past that negative self-reflection and put you into a space where you are self-reflecting really well and not self-sabotaging. So one of the areas, and I will link to this episode in the show notes, is procrastinate learning. That can be a real area where we get stuck in self-reflection. We get stuck in thinking, I need to do more to get to this point. I need to be more. I need to have another letter after my name, do another course. And really, in that respect, we're, we're reflecting on what we need too much. We're giving it too much oxygen. And it's actually stifling us from doing the very thing that we want to do. And I have a whole episode on procrastinate learning, which I'll link to in the show notes, which is really relevant. And I think something that you'll enjoy if you feel like you get stuck in that negative self-reflection or overthinking cycle. Because procrastination (laughs) is often the result of not very efficient (laughs) self-reflection. And we can end up telling ourselves that something is not for us, this path, this challenge, this exciting opportunity. It's really just not meant for the likes of us. And if we end up being more confident in what it is that we already have, the skills and the place that we already are, and we reflect on the areas where we might need to grow, but we're confident where we can learn those skills, 
we can gain new ways of working. We can make those leaps of faith. And that might mean reaching out for help. It might mean that we do a bit more study that's not progressive learning because there's genuinely a skill gap. And that's the result of having more reliable self-reflection skills. So it might mean that we get an accountability partner, we get a coach or someone to keep us on the straight and narrow. And we really get help with tuning up those skills that we genuinely need to get to the next stage. And it's important that we take time to set our goals and intentions and our plans for the future And that's brilliant. But what's also really important when we self-reflect is looking backwards in a positive way at how far you've come. And this is particularly important in difficult times and challenging times because when we are in those times, it is even more important to dig deep, to think about where we've overcome adversity and to think about how we can keep pushing past the current obstacles to get further on. It might also mean that we need to factor in into any pauses, any breaks, any gaps on our commute, in our routine, or any self-care time to really think about those wins and really think about what it is we have already achieved and then practice and build on that so that it becomes a real way of thinking and a real way of being for our mind. Because when we practice with our mind and we get ourselves used to erring more positively, erring more constructively and erring more self-compassionately, It helps so much in terms of the reliability of the evidence that we're sifting through when we're thinking all the time. When we allow our brain to do that lizard brain thing and to go to the negative, it can become so self-defeating because we tune our brain even more than it biologically wants to tune to the failures, to the things that we've got wrong. And I really invite you to think about how you're self-reflecting at the moment. How often are you doing it? And how kindly are you self-reflecting? So it may seem like this is a luxury, that really self-reflecting in a positive way, it might feel like you're just trying to massage your ego. And we can have lots of things culturally that prevent us from being kind to ourselves. It can feel very un-British. It can feel very arrogant and I'm going to do another episode all about arrogance and how we need to shift away from that and instead focus on our self-esteem. But it can really jar actually with how we've been brought up. But when you have a mind that is working for you and recognizing the good in what you're doing as well as being realistic and understanding that you need to grow, you don't have to have all the answers, you can stretch and move yourself into a new zone or a new way of being, then you're going to find progress in your business is so much swifter and that you feel happier in what you're achieving every day. You're going to give yourself the gift of positive self-reflection and not that critical overthinking that sometimes our self-reflection can fall into. It can really get us stuck in that trap. So I hope this week's episode all about self-reflection has been useful. 
If you would like to jump on one of those anti-self-sabotage calls, uh, self-sabotage breakthrough calls with me, then do click on the link in the show notes. And until then, I will be back next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Self-Sabotage to Success podcast for a whole year. I am delighted to have you here. I am championing you and your purpose-led business always. Take care, have a great week, and, and I will speak with you in another seven days time for one more episode of the self-sabotage to success podcast bye for now